Hey Moonies, welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Odera Ibokwe. He's an illustrator and painter who celebrates the magic of the African diaspora and queer, trans, black, indigenous, and people of color. Uh, I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. It was it's always so cool when like someone like you've been you're one of the people that I wanted to reach out to because I remember seeing your art on um I think it was Black Nerd Problems like years ago and I was like this is mm. so cool. Um, so thank you. Really excited to talk to you right now. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I actually saw like a few people who I know like DJ and Joe Amet and also Don Richard who I love their oh, music. So I was yes. like, wait a second. I want to be on this podcast. This is so exciting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've been really fortunate just to get so many amazing people. Because, you know, amazing people, Sarah Moon fans are just amazing. So, like, it's Absolutely. Hard. Yeah. It's hard not to find amazing Sarah Moon fans. Yes. <laughs> um, but I want to ask about you. What's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? My first memory of watching Sailor Moon. Let's see. Um, I'm a total 90s baby, literally born mm-hmm. in 1990. So you can imagine me, I was the youngest of five siblings or five children. And I was like the nerdy one who was like, I kind of was like very quiet to some people, but then like super loud and rambunctious to other people. And the one thing that always grounded me was like different media. So it was either like Power Rangers or X-Men or even Gullah Gullah Island. Mm. And then Sailor Moon came into my life at 1995. Uh, I was five years old and I just was so enthralled from the moment I saw the theme song and the moment that I was like, oh, my favorite character is usually the girl, but all of them are girls. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I never thought of it that way because it was so true for me too. Like watching Power Rangers was like, I like the pink ranger. I like, you know, the yellow ranger. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I guess that probably was what drew me to Sailor Moon 2. Because it's like, all of them are girls. There's nine of them. Mm-hmm. So many. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, uh, how else did you feel? What were you thinking? I think as I was watching it as a kid, it was just this culmination of so many different aspects that were exciting to me. Like, there was a whole cast of girls, each with their own power and element. Mm -hmm. Um, They really took the time to show, like, the opening and the transformation sequence and, like, the depth of their powers, Uh, that balance of, like, school life, intellect, but were also warriors. Um, And that part was really fun because my sister, one of my sisters, who's, like, two years older than me, we'd always play together where there was like dancing in the living room or like playing like Power Rangers or something. But Sailor Moon was great for us because instead of it just being like, wanna run around and just do action sequences, it would be like, no, no, now we have to be like Sailor Moon. We have to do our homework and then play a game and then we can fight crime and evil. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it was just the richness of that sort of storytelling that comes from such a classic 90s anime that wasn't, seen mm-hmm. at that time yet for me until that moment right yeah did you have a favorite of senshi at the time that you would play out oh like? yeah <laughs> my favorite growing up was sailor mars 100 oh, yeah mars is great what made, what made you love mars so much uh, i'm gonna laugh at this there is a lot of reasons okay the first one that came to mind that made me really laugh was 
when I was like five years old, my like top, top favorite singer was Aaliyah. Oh, um, yeah. And she had the long black hair that was like oh, slightly swooped to the side. So yeah. the moment I saw Mars, I was like, she has the long black hair. And her hair kind of looks like Trini from Power Rangers. So she's my True. favorite. And then once I saw like her powers, then I liked her even more. And then I look at it in a retrospective and I realize that as a kid, I probably was drawn to her because she really embodied power and I felt kind of powerless as a child. And it was also interesting to see like, even though she was considered very like beautiful and like boys swooned over her, she was still very like spiritual and considered strange and went to Catholic school. And there was still that energy that kind of had that, you know, dichotomy of, yeah, she's a fiery one who still loves her friends, but also she's kind of a weirdo to many people because she's just talking to crows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can get that. And I feel you're so right. I never thought of it before, but there is definitely some overlap with Aaliyah and Sailor Mars somehow. I don't know how, yeah, but it's, it's that, like, there. That like energy that's like, like a quiet fire, I guess yeah. you could describe it. Yeah, I think you're right. And even like when I think of like when Aaliyah's iconic looks like that Tommy Hilfiger, like I've just always associated her with red, maybe because like, I forgot what video it was, but it was just like a red background. Hot like fire. Yeah. Yes. So like, it's there. It <laughs> There's is something there. there. It is there. Oh, I love it. No, that is not laughable at all. I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, me thinking of my five-year-old self being like, mm, the hair. Yep, yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It fits. It works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how we choose like lifelong favorites based on like the like littlest things sometimes or the mm -hmm. smallest detail. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Like they said this one line that one time. You're my favorite now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and especially I mentioned it before, but like I saw your remix or your your mashup of like Sierra Moon in the context of the African diaspora. Um I thought it was so cool. It was beautiful. Oh, thank Still you is. so much. Yeah. Um, how did you come up with that idea? That idea came about through a lot of like different moving pieces. Mm -hmm. um, I guess, let's see, how can I start this story? Um, at the time, I had just graduated from art school at Rhode Island School of Design, and I experienced like the worst like post-college back to living with parents situation where it was mm. just like, oh, I'm miserable. This is the real world. Maybe I'm depressed. And, you know, like before I was creating like three new pieces every week, just like it was that ridiculous. And then I burnt out and then it was like, I can create one thing every three to four months. So it was just a really trying time. And eventually I got myself out of that hole by taking an online course. And in the online course mentioned, yeah, sometimes people use fan art as just like a good project to like keep themselves going or develop a new body of work without thinking too much about uh, what is the concept, what is it going to be? And I kept on to that idea of, oh, I actually haven't done that much fan art besides being such a fan of so many things throughout mm -hmm. time. Um, and then I realized throughout all my years of drawing, all of my years of uh, doing like fan art as a teen or as a child and then getting more serious about my craft that I had never done anything with Sailor Moon. Um, 
And so eventually I did a tiny little sketch of Sailor Mercury in acrylic paint. And it was just like a little wobbly mess, like the original design of Sailor Mercury. It was just like very abstract and lots of cool brush strokes. And then this is going to be funny too, because another R&B reference is popping up. <laughs> Around that time, I believe Beyonce was, uh, she was on tour mm -hmm. and one of her outfits had like, this really beautiful like chest plate slash necklace that had all these pearls and bubbles on it and oh, because of what you're talking about i think yeah mm -hmm. and it's like all white and it's kind of like a leotard on the on the whole body and then the top is like the little pearl bubble things from mm -hmm. like 2013 ish and i saw that and i was like oh this could totally be a sailor moon outfit and then my brain was like so draw draw it <laughs> do it <laughs> And so from there, I was like, okay, I'm going to do Sailor Mercury, but I'm going to take these different influences. I'll make her a little bit closer to this inspiration of this design from uh, Beyonce. I'll give her a little blue fro because one of my friends who loves Sailor Moon, her favorite character was Mercury or one of them was Mercury. Um, and so I was just combining these different pieces and that's what created the first Sailor Moon redesign. Mm. That's so cool. How did you, well, this might be a long thing. I was like, how did you work through um, the creations for the rest? I mean, you did all of them, which I was just like, this is impressive. <laughs> oh, I can go through each one if you want me to. If you don't mind. I'm really curious now because there's so much thought you put into it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I started with Sailor Mercury and that was based on my friend Lucy. And I also had like some robotic design elements just so that I could kind of like call back to the original like drafted design where she was like, Sailor Mercury is actually part Android or a computer. Right. That's weird, <laughs> but I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to have that in like the outfit, but she's not going to be a cyborg or anything. Yeah. And then from there I thought, okay, maybe since I've already departed from them being like Japanese schoolgirls, maybe it's going to be like, girls at an international school in Japan or in America, where it's just different uh, different groups of people coming together. And so originally I thought, okay, we have people who are like Indian, people from Europe, people from Africa, from the Caribbean, just a whole wide variety. And then I realized that something I had never actually seen before was seeing a group of 10 women or nine, nine or 10 women, um, all celebrating the different aspects and variety and diversity within the African diaspora. Because even within like Nigerians, where my family is from, or West Africans, or the Caribbeans, or uh, Black Americans, or Black Canadians, there's just so much diversity visually in our style, in our culture, in the music, in the way we dress, even in just the hairstyles. So I kind of turned from going to like a global international route to like a global black African diaspora route. Mm. Um, and I'm just going to quickly pull up some of the yeah. uh, sailor senshi so I can look at each one. Yeah. And you're right, it is ten. I, I I like skipped over Chibi, but it's ten. When with oh, okay. Chibi. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I guess that's technically like that's 10, yeah. She's yeah. not her own planet, but it's cool. Nine and a half, maybe. Nine and a half. <laughs> She's small. Pluto's technically not a planet anymore. So. Right. I still count Pluto. I still count Pluto, too. 
Like, what? what is your mom giving you? She has to give you pizzas. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm sorry about that. No, Just no worries. So full of giggles today. Yeah, it's fine. Sailor Moon. I get um, it. And so with Sailor Venus, the design features more of the metal aspect mm-hmm. and thinking of her like obsession with pop stars and this was like 2013 so the outfit's a little bit more like you know lady gaga beyonce-esque metallic with the uh like bodysuit underneath mm-hmm. um and throughout this entire process it was really difficult to difficult but fun and challenging to give them each new outfits while new outfits that are different from each other while still feeling like they're obviously all Sailor Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sailor Moon, I believe I just kind of took influence from like the couture Dior dresses that she would wear as like Sailor uh, or uh, Princess Serenity. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see who's next. Mm-hmm. Um, Sailor Mars. Now that I look at it, actually, she does have the Alia side swoop that I drew mm-hmm. in. Um, and she has the Alia side swoop, but the hair is more, uh, curly, less straight, almost like a flame. And then the design aesthetic was very much, uh, pointing towards like the crows that she has. Oh, I do see that. Yeah. Um, and I also imagine that this Sailor Mars is like very much into African spiritual, traditional religions. Mm -hmm. So you get some of those textiles and symbols in the outfit. Like very much like the uh, incense burning one of the group. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listen to Erykah Badu. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Sailor Jupiter, that was, what was my inspiration design for her? Part of it was like athleisure and kind of combining like that floral aspect with the protective rubber gloves and pants for lightning aspect. Hmm. So kind of like athleisure and combining florals with uh, athletics. Got it. Yeah. And I see like you have like this kind of like thunder lightning like design on the top too. It's really cool. Like these really sharp angles. Yeah. Yeah, It's so cool. And then I also took inspiration from just like different women athletes like Serena and Venus Williams being the most obvious just in terms of like figuring out okay how could I draw her and shift the bodies as well because that's another thing that I wanted to do I didn't want to draw every single person with the same exact body type mm-hmm. yeah it's important too I feel like body variety is always nice to see shout out to Rihanna absolutely <laughs> shout out to Rihanna yeah. truly indeed yeah um by the time i got to sailor chibi moon i kind of just took the same outfit from sailor moon and made it more child appropriate and uh Mm. more like a cupcake shape (laughs) (laughs) and then i just gave the luna p ball some really really dramatic eyelashes (laughs) because i thought (laughs) this would be so funny this is like prime drag race as popularity in the tumblr days so i was like yeah she's gonna have makeup face painted on this Luna people. Love it. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> she does look like a cupcake. I'm yeah. like looking at them now too. I'm going through them with you. 
And I guess for anyone who is listening to this, you can go to odera.net in the character section, and that will have all the Sailor Scouts where you can look along as we're describing them. Yeah, and we're, I'll link it in the um, in our show notes too. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, once I got to Sailor Saturn, I thought that for the Outer Scouts, they'd be a little bit more serious in design to match their persona, where it's like, you know, it's still playful and like a fashion moment for the Inner Scouts. Mm-hmm. But by the Outer Scouts, I wanted it to be more like pant-like and more we could really mess you up. <laughs> yeah, I do always get that vibe from the Outer Scouts. They just seem so much more mature and like we about that life. Exactly. <laughs> like attack first, questions later. Right, yeah. <laughs> we don't have any healers on our team. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have Sailor Saturn who will destroy Just healers. straight hitters. <laughs> and so for, for Sailor Saturn... I just really wanted to get like that dramatic sharpness that she has Mm -hmm. in her silence glaze, in the actual like cape-like outfit that she has, having it kind of covered in sharp crystals near the top. Um, And then I took inspiration from, I think it was like Diana Ross maybe for the hair. Yeah. Diana Ross or like Solange from 2013, Mm -hmm. just to get like that really angular sharp hair. Because it was just so fun to look at all these fashion moments and see how Black folks have done their hair throughout the years and been like, yeah, this can be applied to Sailor Saturn easily. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Um, And next up was Sailor Uranus. And I just wanted to emphasize like the uh, androgyny and the masculine and feminine and non-binary energy combining. Um, Mm -hmm. So it has the drop crotch pants, Again, pants and no skirt, really. Right. Um, and just an outfit that any gender could easily wear without question. And then kind of like feathers to point at the element of air. Because I've always mm. been confused by her element of air and sky. I always thought it was earth growing up, like the ground shaking. Oh, so true. I used feathers and um, almost look, making her look more bird-like. Oh, I could see that, yeah. For an aesthetic. That's cool, yeah. They don't really play into her... Like, her powers aren't as uh, overt as the other senshi. Like, mm-hmm. in relation to, like, it being air. So this mm-hmm. is cool. Mm. And then realizing that it totally made sense where it's like, oh, of course Uranus is air because Neptune is her seat. And right. they just, they go together like that. Mm-hmm. Um And so when I got to Neptune, I wanted some body diversity and some, like, retro swimwear. Mm -hmm. Almost very mermaid-like. Yeah, I think, like, pinup. Yeah, like, pinup girl, Mm -hmm. uh, mermaid waves, um, some, like, 60s bangs. Mm. Going back to that Beyonce. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. And then the very last one was Sailor Pluto. And I just wanted to make her look like the most beautiful ebony skin where color flows off of it. And she's wearing all black. I wanted her boots to almost look like the inside of like a clock. Mm. And you can also see that in the centerpiece of her outfit as well. Yeah. And I just wanted her to feel like 
almost like an Angela Bassett where it's like, so are you 20 years old or 60 years old? I can't tell. Okay, timeless. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because if anyone is going to like rule time, they need to look like they could be any age at any moment. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Angela Bassett. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so again, Sailor Mercury, that seed of the idea using like my friend who had the cutest little afro and then that initial Beyonce tour costume mm -hmm. that really became the through line for the fashion in terms of like music and R&B and hip hop fashion and kind of combining these worlds that are seemingly apart. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, thank you for taking me on this journey. I feel like I have a, a newfound appreciation for each of these. At first I was just like, this is so cool. And now I'm like, oh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I felt the same way too, because mm -hmm. growing up, like Sailor Mars was my absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. But now if someone asks me, I really can't choose a favorite because I think of this project and the redesigns and I'm like, they're all really good in their own way. Yeah. They really um, did a great job at just like making them distinct and like just really cool on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And working together in a way where it's like you don't actually have to choose. You can just love all of them as like a group, a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the magic of Sailor Moon. It's like you can, you can love all of them and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, I also saw that you did some other um, projects. You did Pokemon and you've done some RPG characters. Mm -hmm. um, so what inspired you in general just to like want to focus on the African diaspora? Is it diaspora or diaspora? I always forget. I kind of say both. It okay. really depends. That's what I thought. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> um, I think for me, my journey has very much been um, you know, like nerd culture and growing up in the 90s and mm -hmm. having like these influences of like Sailor Moon and Final Fantasy and Digimon, but also my love for R&B music and mm. constantly going to Nigeria every summer as a kid and kind of just slowly looking at like, okay, how do I connect these pieces? Mm. Um, and so it led me to a project called Dance of the Summoner where... The very first painting was actually based on the prompt of imagine that I had my own Final Fantasy-like RPG and I was designing the summons. What would that look like? And so instead of going to like, you know, different cultures for just different mythologies, folklore, and gods and deities, mm -hmm. I started with Nigerian culture and then suddenly that opened up a whole new gateway of uh, not only spirituality, but just actual art that's not seen enough of and I'm getting ahead of myself but transmuting like dance and spirituality and song into a painting tradition mm -hmm. and so that journey has been very personal it's been spiritual and very grounding but at the same time it can be so What's the word I'm looking for? It can be so complex and nuanced, mm. and I only want to treat those things with like the utmost respect, right. because it's not like I'm like the master scholar who knows everything about these, so I know I'm going to mess that up. Um, and so to balance that, any of like the fan art that you see, like the RPG classes or the Pokemon pieces, those are all kind of like my, it's okay if you just take it simple, 
don't overthink it. Just paint something that's familiar and the stakes are lower. Mm -hmm. So pieces like the RPG character classes or the Pokemon Sun and Moon fan art, that is very much to just like remind myself not to get in like an overthinking art block. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. And then you can see the love of everything through your art too. So that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, is there any other um, pop culture or things you're a fan of that you would like to do next? Or you've thought about doing next? Hmm. Let's see. I'm not sure. I feel like recently I've been simultaneously interested in pop culture and simultaneously divesting from pop culture. <laughs> I understand that totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, for instance, one hand, I'm like, I need to do the calling, the spiritual and these deep, complex paintings. And then other times I'm just like, but imagine if I just painted every look from Missy Elliott's discography and videography. Oh my God. Imagine though. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, what would it look like if I imagined if I had my own like urban quote unquote fashion magazine that was combining like my love for pop culture and nerdy things with all these different influences as editorials. So I have so many ideas floating in my head, but mm -hmm. I know my time is limited, so I'm I'm stuck between places. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, duality is is hard. <laughs> it's like absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. And are you interested in any? Um, well, first, actually, do you have a favorite project of yours? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Favorite project of mm -hmm. mine. I'd have to say the one closest to my heart is called Dance of the Summoner, which I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that started as like, the, what would the summons of a Final Fantasy game look like in my world? And now it's taken on a life of its own. And so right now I've taken like the foundation of those paintings and I'm making much larger works that are more narrative. They have their fashion moments, but they kind of function almost as, I like to call them, oracle paintings or drawing divinations because mm. it's almost like if you were to take a tarot card or an oracle card where you're looking at that metaphor for healing i'm using that same sort of framework but for larger paintings oh. so some of that isn't on my website yet or even live i've kind of just been creating them slowly and then i'll release a bunch of them when they're all ready mm. awesome. so Wow. That's what I'm most excited about right now. Yeah. But if you ask me in like three weeks, I might say something else. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. That's awesome, though. Yeah, I'm really excited to see that whenever it comes out. That is so cool. Um, <laughs> and are you a fan of any other anime? Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> actually a very difficult question for me to answer uh... because I feel like mm -hmm. I forget the things that I watched oh, very often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I recognize, oh, I've been watching anime since 1995. And now that I am 30, my brain's kind of just like, you got to delete some room in your brain if you <laughs> yeah. want to take in new stories. So there's been moments when like people like reblog something like, I don't know, Full Metal Alchemist. And I'll just be like, oh, maybe I should watch that. And then I look at like, the summary and I'm like I watched all of this before <laughs> I just forgot 
I'm sad to say that I've also been there. And we, so you know how it is. I know how it is. Yeah. There's been times where I've like, I'm like, this looks interesting. I add it to like my watch list. And then I have an app where I track all the shows that I want to watch. And then I look at it and I have like all the episodes marked. And I'm like, oh, I've, I've seen this already. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but I guess to answer your question, mm-hmm. in recent years, I've taken a liking to, aside from the obvious like, magical girl or anything that like many sailor moon fans like mm. um i feel like studio ghibli films are just so timeless and i can oh, yeah. always return to those and they're so inspiring for so many life lessons where it's like when i watched this when i was 12 i didn't feel anything and now i'm 30 and i'm like i'm sobbing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it definitely gets you more even more so as i'm get, getting older yeah. just thinking of the trauma of it all of like for instance spirited away just being like she oh. took your name you're working the bathhouse your parents oh no the levels the levels <laughs> yeah no it's so true I think at first it was just like this is a cool and sad story now I'm just like your identity is gone <laughs> ripped away yeah. exactly yeah. yeah it's just yeah oh yeah those are great is spirited away your favorite um Ghibli film I think that one always rises to the occasion, no matter how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, like a few months ago, we watched, what is it? Marnie? Oh yeah, I've heard of that. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard Marnie? of it. Marnie? It was beautiful, mm-hmm. but weird. That sounds about right. <laughs> it was beautiful, but weird. I won't spoil anything. Okay. Um, what else have I been watching? I've been yeah. watching parts of the Digimon remake. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've also been watching, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like the Pastimers Club. Oh, I don't think I've heard of that. Like SOB something something. It's like a really funny show. Ooh. Little five minute uh, short episodes within an episode. And it's just like a Pastimers Club and there's just jokes on jokes on jokes. Really funny. Oh, okay. I just found it. It's like also Asobi Asobase? Yes. Okay. Cool. This looks this looks cute. Hopefully, I haven't watched it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute and funny, mm-hmm. and it pulls the rug from underneath you certain times. But also, uh, occasionally, there's like fat phobia, transphobia, those things where I'm like, Ugh, I didn't need that joke. <laughs> Please stop. I wanted to enjoy this. <laughs> so, just a warning. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. You mentioned Magical Girl series, which um. Do you have any other favorites? Let's see. Well, Sailor Moon, I've just always loved in all of its variations. Mm-hmm. Um, I also loved Cardcaptor Sakura oh, and yeah. Ah My Goddess growing up. I really enjoyed those. I was obsessed with Ah My Goddess. That okay. movie. Ugh, oh, so good. Yeah, that was like one of the, besides from Sailor Moon, like that was the other one that I was like printing stuff from, you know, <laughs> like printing. Yes. <laughs> like, creating my own little mini posters off the internet yes. Yes. and it's funny i have so many drawings from like 2003 when i was like still learning how to draw mm-hmm. and it was just me painstakingly trying to draw every curl of like Erd's oh. hair and being like oh, i'm trying as hard oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of hair yeah. <laughs> oh that's awesome i mean that is one way to learn <laughs> that is one way to learn yeah. yes 
Um, and do you have advice for anyone who wants to become an amazing illustrator and painter and artist that you are? Hmm. Let's see. I feel like there's a lot of advice for becoming an artist, like in the early stages, but mm -hmm. something I wish I knew was early on really defining specific goals for yourself in terms of what kind of artist you want to be and what being a successful artist looks like to you. And then really targeting that goal and continuously checking in with yourself with that goal. Mm. So for instance, it's very easy to like be wrapped up in the journey of like, am I an artist? Am I a good artist? But I feel like that question in itself, it's almost like a trap rather than thinking about what's my vision for myself to be an artist? How can I create a life that will sustain my practice where I can actually create things? Right. So it sounds simple, but really getting specific about the goals. And sometimes it's not even about creating the artwork, but what changes in your life do you have to make so that you can even begin to create? is probably the most important for me. Yeah, yeah, it makes so much sense. Just like paying attention to your environment and your goals and your, you know, checking in with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get like lost in like what other people are doing or what you think you should be doing. And it's Absolutely. Like, yeah, that makes sense. And that goes back to like, I know it's a bit cliche, but you mm -hmm. really have to focus on your own journey and don't compare your journey to other people's journeys too much because that's just a recipe for disaster. And sometimes there's just these hidden threads of, it might be hard work, but it might also be luck. It might also be privilege, but you can't change other people's journeys. All you can do is focus on your own. Yeah, that makes sense. So true. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm such a proponent of cliche advice because I feel like there, there's a reason it's cliche, like, because it's worked for a lot of people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then just like you might remember, um, Sailor Moon had the Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode. What would your phrase mm. be? So Sailor Odera says. Sailor Odera says. Mm -hmm. Sailor Odera says, be true to yourself. Fill the home within yourself and remember to relax and eat some snacks. Play some video games too. I like that. We all like that. Yeah. Usagi taught us great. <laughs> right? Video games, manga, food. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes you know, the world. <laughs> Sailor Mars was my favorite growing up, but now I look back and I'm like, you know, Sailor Moon really had the right idea about just wanting to go to bed. <laughs> Honestly, like I totally like I've always identified with her the most, but even more so as now I'm older because I'm like, yeah, why do you want to go out and fight these monsters? Like I'm scared. I want to be home. Me too. <laughs> I want to eat food. I, like I don't want to have to worry about my body. Right. I want to wrap myself in blankets, and if I'm doing any work, I want it to be like going to a therapy session or something. Mm. That's the hard work I want to do, <laughs> not fighting creatures who want to destroy me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Absolutely relatable. Yeah. <laughs> relatable queen. True. <laughs> of the moon. Yes. <laughs> um, and, well, hey, you mentioned video games. What video games do you like? Ooh. Um, right now I'm playing Hades, which Ooh. is super fun on the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. um, 
of course, I've been playing Animal Crossing this year. Yay, um, yeah. And in terms of like favorite video games just throughout the ages, growing up, I loved RPGs, fighting games, and then like weird games. Mm. So like Final Fantasy IX, um, people will laugh at me for this, but Dead or Alive was a favorite for fighting games. I love Dead or Alive too. So it's so good. It. Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> I look like Soul Calibur in Dead or Alive. Like, I don't know what's up with me in fighting games. Like, I never really got into Street Fighter as much and in, in Mortal Kombat, but I love Dead or Alive. And I love Soul Blade and Soul Calibur. I know there was so much, like, fan service, but, mm-hmm. like, as an actual fighting game, it just felt good. It mm-hmm. felt like the movements were a choreography that you were controlling, which yeah. was nice. Yeah. That's um. And then in terms of like weirder games, games like Katamari or um, like Jet Set Radio were my favorites. So those were like my three favorite go-to categories and still true to this day, probably. Yeah, nice. I just had to, I'm a tangent queen, so I was like, I need to know these things. Oh, we love tangents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what is next for you and where can people find you or where do you want people to find you? You can find me at my official website. That's www.odera.net. That's O-D-E-R-A. And then on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Odera Ibokwe. That's O-D-E-R-A-I-G-B-O-K-W-E. You just gotta love Nigerian names. That's only two of them. (laughs) Um, And what's next for me is I'm just in a really great creative flow right now. So I'm kind of like, not hibernating, but quietly working on a bunch of things. And you'll know when you see them, probably at the end of this year or sometime early next year, especially if you follow me. Awesome. It sounds great. We look forward to seeing all of that. And thanks so much for coming on the show again. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. really doesn't go unseen. We appreciate you so much. I feel like so much of my generation and people miss that community feeling of the internet. Mm -hmm. So having this space where we can all commune around something so pure like Sailor Moon is really sacred to us. Thank you. Thank you. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> oh, don't cry. Don't cry. I mean, unless you need no, to. No, no, no. <laughs> I love how inclusive this anime community is. Like, don't cry unless you want to. It's fine. <laughs> Crying is okay. It's, <laughs> it's a healthy bodily response. Right. But don't be sad. <laughs> yeah. It's great. But no, thank you so much. It is always so great to hear that. You know, I just started this podcast as like, a, I want to talk about Sailor Moon and this will be really fun. And it's just. So overwhelming. It makes me really happy to hear that people love it so much. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I find some kind of value in it because I was just like, this will be really fun. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's so fun. And it reminds me of like the cliche, basic, almost like corny lessons that Sailor Moon teaches us. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's really good advice. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It really is. Looking back on the episodes now, I'm like, she was actually giving me some good advice. Like this probably was the foundation of all my morals. (laughs) absolutely for better or for worse right i have high expectations of my friends let's go save the world (laughs) and then go eat (laughs) and then go eat yeah hopefully no one does yeah basically 
And on that note, you can find me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast at Moonies Club on Twitter and Moonies underscore club on Instagram. And thanks so much for listening, Moonies. Thanks, Adara. Thank you so much.